Are you ready for an out-of-body experience? Are you ready for probably the least child-friendly episode of Gravity Falls yet? No, not really. Then you're in the right place. Because we're, we're not going to watch the episode because this is an audio medium. We're going to... uh. You listen to the episode <laughs> <laughs> because this is an audio high. <laughs> Welcome <There>. to Audio High, <laughs> our newest Welcome. podcast. Welcome to Audio High, um, the the sequel to Sky High, where we all host Tad Strange, a party party cause podcast. Yep, that one of those. <laughs> One of those. Strange, a Gravity Falls podcast, and welcome to all of you. Today we're talking about sock opera, which is, let me see if I can do this off the dome. You ready? You ready? Right off the Season dome. Season two, episode four? You did it! Yeah! Yes. You did it! That Good job. might be the first one you got right. I think it is. I even got like our first episode wrong. I thought it was the <laughs> third one. <laughs> Season one, episode nine. Welcome back to Tad Strange to our twelfth episode. <laughs> um, okay, right off the bat, as you said, this is this is quite the episode. Um, Absolutely, it's in my opinion quite good. But what would your opinions be? Mm, I'm giving it a solid A minus, like easy. I, I really cool. don't have any qualms about that. It was it was really enjoyable. Um, cool. It. Yeah, we. I'll talk more about it. Trevor, B plus. Mm. Yeah, I I really like the episode. Like really, really like the episode. But some of the stuff just doesn't hit for me. Yep. So I thought it was good. It could have been a little better. I I completely agree. Um, I think. I think I'm gonna hit a minus just because we have we have some cool Gravity Falls mystery and Bill's in here and Bill's in mm. top form. Oh, you're um, right. I should have mm. A plus it just for Bill. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, there's nothing Okay, starting off, there's nothing I dislike. There's nothing I hate in this episode. Um, except for I guess one one small thing. But there's also nothing I completely love. We have some episodes that are just like my favorites and have me laughing the whole way through uh-huh. here. I don't think I laughed out loud at any of the jokes. I mildly smiled, um, but they weren't really like big belly laughs like we've had in previous episodes. Um, but again, that being said, this is a really solid episode that accomplishes a whole bunch as in terms of world building and character development and is a really good episode i don't think it's a great but i think it would fall into the category of like a must watch for your first watch through yeah this was my first time watching it and there were a few times i laughed out loud i was r-o-f-l-o-l yes the whole time so cool i'm glad oh snap um i guess a little life news which which probably isn't the best for the ghosts chasing us Mm. but me and trevor got to watch this together because we are currently in the same house which is great um and we're also recording in the same house in the same room across from each other stupid ghosts so this can't find me now this is pretty cool pretty cool (laughs) second season kind of uh getting into a new recording format which i don't know i'm excited about new us yeah but it's kind of 
we were talking, me and Matt, about how it's kind of like NPR because it's just <laughs> the two of us sitting here looking at each other. Yes, yes, talking into one is. microphone. Welcome to Tad Strange. An observation <laughs> of Gravity Falls. Where we unravel the masterfully woven tapestry that is the creation of the author who I'm forgetting right now. But not the author, the 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 uh, the writer of this series. The mysteries, they're here, and so are you. Stay tuned. So are we. <laughs> Good job. I was looking for a place to jump in and do a goof, yeah. but I think you two, you two had a very. A very We're gonna start an NPR show. Beautiful yep. moment there. Yep. Is that how <laughs> NPR did. works? I think. I think we're an NPR show now. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, NPR, the hive mind has taken us. An NPR show now. Did I do it? Yeah. It was good. it was a little too like your voice questioning. I feel like NPR hosts yeah. are more they're they're quiet, but they're they're um they're not like overly confident, but there isn't any questioning in their voice when they when they talk. This I've never is questioned an NPR show now. Anything in my life. That was just sad, man. Not even my own existence. Really? Oh, really? And it makes it a question. Oh my! Oh no! All right, um, the ghosts. So I was actually serious in our intro when I said this is probably the least child-friendly um, episode ever, and I think it just kicks off right at the opening scene of the one book reading yes. another book. Yes. And just with screaming. The, with, and they're both looking horrified at each other and screaming at each other. And yep. the the it's like a poster at a library, but it says yep. read, question mark, question mark, question read? mark. <laughs> yep. And like we're yep. supposed, it's immediately, this isn't a normal cute thing that, you know, the kitty hanging on poster. This is, please contemplate this reality where all books are sentient. And to get knowledge, <laughs> they must open each other up and consume the knowledge oh, held therein. All oh. books are sentient. Whoa. Like, but we can't tell. Because it's essentially another plane of existence. It's book existence. Oh, there we go. So every now time you open them, you're just cast. like pushing your way through their flesh, reading their innards. Except mm. we make them. I'm scared of libraries. <laughs> That's fair. Knowledge is pain. Um, so, <laughs> uh, what would you guys like to talk about this week? This is a new fun segment called, we didn't talk about what we were going to talk about before this episode, so we're going to do it now. I've been thinking about picking up fishing again. Okay. That was not featured in this episode whatsoever. No, I just thought everyone out there should know. If you're interested in fishing, email us. At tadstrengthpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, well, now it's actually at npr.gov. Yeah. Oh, so. you're right. That's yep. correct. <laughs> NPR, NPR cast at No, no, it's, NPR it's we're at still at tadstrengthpodcast at npr.gov. Oh, I thought we rebranded. We look forward are, to are your... We, are we, do we push oh, that back oh, a couple that's, weeks? Yeah, yeah, I think... We're I think, not there yet. Okay. Yeah. I thought that got fine. Okay, whatever. Well, the okay. one we were trying to get, it was already taken. That, yeah. that oh, NPR. that makes sense. NPR.NPRcast.NPR.com. Yes. .NPR.gov. Yeah. yeah. That was already taken. It was already taken by our arch oh, nemesis, the <gasps> Free Fall Trees podcast. Why didn't we name our podcast that? That's Free the reason why trees. there are mortal enemies, because they stole the perfect Gravity Falls name, and we couldn't use it. We couldn't Tree use Falls. It. What was it again? Free Fall Trees. <laughs> Free, Free Fall, fall trees. Tree McGee. 
That's actually one of the hosts. The other one is Shrub Boy Bob. If a free falls in the tree, do you even NPR? I don't really know where we are right now. We're we're in but my we room. We are not in Gravity Falls. We're discussing what you oh, would boy. like to discuss in our discussion of You're this right. discussion okay. of mortality. Sorry, and I can't hear you anymore, Joe. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Stupid. I've been trapped in the vortex. I can hear him. Why don't you just plug into here? With your headphones. Welcome. Welcome to fixing your audio. Matt's headphones literally aren't plugged in. No, they're strange. At NPR.gov. Now back to your regularly scheduled programming. Uh, I hope soon. Please help us. Well, well, Matt. If you want to help you. your favorite boys make their podcast work, go ahead and give us an email at tadstrangepodcast at gmail dot com. Oh boy, I don't think I'm an NPR host anymore. Not I might work. be. I'm not really like, sure. Mm, yeah, I know I've been putting this out to your headphones this whole time, but I'm not into it anymore. Okay, now I'm. I hear you. Alrighty then. Oh, I'm Good in this God. room with you. Welcome back. To Tad Strange. You've been listening to our sponsor, Tech Support, at NPR.gov. Now, back to the news. So what would you like to talk about this episode? Oh boy, um, man, most of my notes are can, uh, notes about the jokes. Can you, uh... Okay. Matt, can you uh turn on that griddle and fry me up a quick synopsis? Oh boy, Ooh, I think right. I could probably try to do it, miss some stuff, but hopefully visually scanning through the episode as I talk will <laughs> help me out. Okay, so cool. we, we enter Gravity Falls, we have a nice uh, scene of Dipper trying to crack into the uh, secret laptop that they got. Shoot, when From did the they FBI get this? guys in episode one. In, into the one. bunker. Into the bunker, okay. Got from that. Mabel's helping him out, however. Which Seuss fixed with band-aids. That's correct. Which Seuss fixed with band-aids. Um, well, at least one band-aid. Uh, Mabel is all about helping Dipper out, however, she sees a absolutely stunning ponytailed sock puppet master Named, I watched this four Gabe days Benson. ago, I forget. Yeah. Gabe Benson. I was going to say, isn't his name like and, Gabriel or something? Because he's an angel. Yeah, yeah, pretty much abandons uh, Dipper. Says, we'll do it, we'll just do it later. Um, the episode goes on, there's some hijinks creating all the puppets, and we get a really... I feel like they put a decent amount of work to do plays on different... Um, different musicals that I probably didn't catch. Um, but Mabel puts on this wonderful show. Um, Dipper, while Mabel has abandoned her, is trying to crack the laptop and gets visited. Hello? Hello. Hey. What time <sighs> is it? visited by what? Was it it? Oh, there's just someone out. I'm I'm sorry. Wait, there's someone outside. What's going yeah, on? It's the ghosts. Oh no! 
Dun, 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 dun. No, okay. What's so, going on? You can't just be like, oh, no, there's no, someone no, there, outside. There just, is it the teenagers again? No, there's What's okay, happening? Okay. <laughs> okay, so yesterday. Matt doesn't know this because I didn't tell him. I didn't know this. Okay. No. Yesterday. Yeah. Exactly around this time, I'm walking through the house alone, afraid. Because whenever I'm alone, I'm afraid. <laughs> and I just hear that song, the dancing on my own song, like echoing throughout the whole first floor. And I thought I was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and then, frightfully, I look out the window, and there are these two girls walking down the street with a boombox. Like they just what? got off the bus. I'm sorry, They're walking what? home, and they just have a boombox listening to the song what? on full blast. It just happened again. The oh mystical, my... musical gypsies have oh passed our goodness. house twice. That's incredible. I, I... That's wow. incredible. Yeah, that's how I know we moved to the right neighborhood. That's amazing. So every day around this time, just music fills the house. <laughs> and there's these two little girls. Not little, they're like teenagers. Walking down the street with a boombox, listening to music <laughs> on their way home from school. That's pretty baller. You guys live and all in that, the best neighborhood. All that has built up to the return of Bill, who comes and visits Dipper since Mabel has abandoned him and offers the answer to the password to get into the laptop. Um, all that Dipper needs to do is one little favor. And Dipper immediately rejects this and says, go away. And we continue throughout the episode until Dipper hits the limit for the number of passwords he can try. And he has five minutes, and there's a countdown. And all of a sudden, Bill shows up again and says, Hey! Pretty much gives him the same offer. And Dipper agrees for the price of giving Bill one of Mabel's puppets, which he has made tons of by now. Um, well, that's not exactly what Bill said. Because it turns out the puppet that Bill wants is Dipper's body. Oh. Bum, bum, bum. Through the rest of the episode, um, Bill in Dipper's body, Bipper, is trying to obtain the third journal, which Mabel is using as a prop in her play. We get to the very end of the play where Mabel is still trying to impress Gabe Benson and has to make a decision whether to give the book up to Bipper and have everything go well with the puppet show impressing Gabe Benson um, or whether to be loyal to her brother, which she does choose pretty much ruining the show but allowing Dipper to get back into his own body, banishing Bill back to wherever Bill lives and all the puppets live happily ever after. Actually, they don't. Mabel pretty much rejects them because she got freaked out by the whole body possession thing. They actually explode. Oh, that's right. Yeah, well, that's there, there's one left at the end. Yeah. And the theater probably burns down. Yeah. Yeah. Fun, fun <laughs> stuff like that. <clears throat> that's our spicy, <laughs> skilletized synopsis. <laughs> Can we talk about what we don't like first? Even Go though we it. normally talk about what we like first. Yeah, 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 yeah. the one thing I don't like, this is my gripe, right? My gripe is the deal that Bill makes with Dipper. Okay. The whole puppet talk, how it's supposed to be like a play on words. Haha, you're her puppet. We've seen the exact opposite 
essentially the entire series. Like, Dipper isn't being her puppet. He's not being used this entire episode. He's very rarely used by Mabel. If anything, he uses Mabel more than she uses him. Hmm. So it's like, I understand the joke. Like, I understand, like, the twist, you know? But I'm going to reference my favorite TV show ever, okay. which is Futurama. Because uh, the original end of Futurama is an episode called uh, The Devil's Hands Are Idle Playthings. And the robot devil makes a bunch of deals with all these different people to give them what they want so that in the end, like, uh, he can get what he wants. And at one point, he offers one of the main characters um, her hearing because she lost it for her hands. And she's like, mm-hmm. I don't need them. The man I love is playing like this orchestra right now. I can't even hear it. Just give me my ears. Um, but then it turns out he actually wanted to make a deal with the man she loved. Mm. And he says, fine. Like, if you're not giving me what I want, I'm taking what I already have from her, her hand. And she goes, I don't care. He goes in marriage. And it was like, oh, mm. what? Like, it's this big, huge, like twist because of the way he phrased it. Hmm. Which that plays off super big because now you're put there. But like with this one, it's just like her most used puppet, you. And it, I was just like, I so he doesn't that never really happen. Let me bring up the episode real quick because I think he just says puppet. I don't think he says her puppet. I'm. I, clicking, I think he says Mabel's puppet. I'm almost positive. I'm. Uh, from what I remember, it's here a oh, puppet. Mabel has tons of them. Oh, yes. okay. And so, so that I'm, connection is right. assumed, but it's not yeah. explicit. Yeah. Okay, so in then what I guess says. it kind of Rick rolled me. It trolled me there. For oh. She's kid. All I want is a puppet. Okay, so yeah, it's supposed to put you puppet. into the thing. Okay, and it, yeah, it makes to me like you it makes a lot more sense. Plus. What I'm saying, but still, yeah. it could have been done better. I do like that the demon is dealing and wheeling though, which makes me happy. Yes, that sort of trickery really. Um, I mean, absolutely continues to solidify him as a villain, mm-hmm. uh, solidifies Bill as a villain. And really, I mean, again, it's makes it pretty like kid unfriendly in a lot of other episodes. We kind of have, um, you know, the, the bad guy is sort of upfront about the bad that's happening or that the mystery that they're solving or, or whatever. You can kind of see stuff, but this kind of like, trickery betrayal is kind of pretty dark especially when we're considering you're possessing someone's body um and i'm trying to think if we have uh gone over this trope before um but this is something body body possession is oh yeah yeah in carpet carpet diem the Mm -hmm. whole switching bodies um i think this takes it a step further because to someone who does not have a physical um, existence coming from like this sort of other world mindscape and now having a, a physical body that they didn't have before and doing all these terrible things to it, falling like a plank downstairs, stabbing itself with mm-hmm. forks, mm-hmm. Um, punt- slapping it like Bill absolutely abuses Dipper's body, which is. I, I think that's, like, not really kid-friendly. The scene with the forks actually yeah. made me cringe, because yeah. that's, like, horror movie-level kind of content. Little, Even though it's not bit. as graphic. The idea, though, that the villain has taken over your body, you're helpless to stop them, and they just start, like, putting their arm into silverware. 
yeah. is like oh okay i think it's an yeah. um oh what movie is it in it might be one of the insidious movies but one of the ghosts okay. at one point uh there's like a plumber trying to fix a drain and mm. uh this ghost like distracts him and then pulls his hand in the drain and turns the uh yeah oh the disposal on and it's the same like concept of like Mm. hurting your body it's weird and i that was one of the things i was like wow that's pretty far like i'm i'm this is this is a step i will tell you i think the thing that i'm the most afraid of in any house i have ever lived in is the garbage disposal oh yeah i never put my hands in them i'm always afraid every time like like there's something in there that needs to come out i'm like looking at the switch making sure it's not flipping (laughs) as i'm trying to like grab the like the top of a milk thing that go and plastic the, like, or whatever off. yeah <laughs> i'm like, not playing uh, like this. unplug the house from the street yeah. tear down those yeah. and then i will I just move <laughs> oh well there's drop a, something in the trash disposal because we got one in my last apartment and i just was like no nah, this isn't gonna do <laughs> oh my goodness so you identified it as that as a trope did you mean like generally in like yeah. natural thriller yes. sort of thing yes okay I not, you not meant, like we've seen this many times before in Gravity Falls. No, not within Gravity People Falls. are always I... taking each other's bodies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I well mean, it happened in Carpet Diem. No, I, I'm yeah. referring more to okay. how Gravity Falls plays off of, um, I mean, typical Common horror and mystery. Supernatural. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay, cool, cool. I was just lost for a second. Yeah, but that one's pretty dark. Like, yeah. This pretty dark. It's... It's very. I mean, the one thing that that makes it, I think, work in this context is Brad Breek, my boy, because the music that he plays is like goofy clownish music, um, very like subtly. But in uh-huh. the background, where Bill possesses his body and starts doing all these crazy things, the music makes it be played off for laughs. Like Dipper's freaking out, Bill's uh-huh. just doing whatever he wants and laughing maniacally. If you change the music in that scene, it becomes a horror scene. Hmm. Yeah. But because hmm. of the music that they chose, it keeps it lighthearted and it's played like for goofs that he's having this funny time in his body. Pouring soda in his eyes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm going to drink this like a normal human. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> nuts. Oh, man. Um. Gosh, I, I think I, I put down like six seven goofs that happen in like the first i don't know eight ten minutes that are just either in the background or stuff like that um cool. so we, t- we talked about the book reading another book we talked about the band-aid on the laptop screen yeah um yep. there we had a Mar- marmondo reference um yes that was one of my favorites marmondo that, that was i don't really like good. that guy um Oh boy! Oh, the, uh, another self-reference, like um, when D- uh, Grunkle Stan talked about Duck Detective, um, how it's a good show, but it has that very hasn't happened yet. That hasn't happened yet. Wait, has that happened yet? Yeah, yeah. Duck Detective. Dang it! You're right. One. Sorry, sorry. The du- there's another one. My bad. My bad. My yeah, bad. there's another Duck Detective later on, but he he did talk about I, I think how it has like. How yes. it's a kid's show, but it's good yep. for adults. Um, in yep. the same way, we talked... Ah, um, oh, shoot. Who was it? I, I forget if it was Mabel or someone else talked about puppets um, being dumb and just for kids. Or someone talked about that, mm, but then turning yes. it around being like, no, it's it's like a adult thing. So it's similar to Got how Gravity it. Falls. Um, the sewing machine that they use to make the sock puppets is... The label is so what? 
the the cooler on top of uh the mystery shack that dipper sits on is labeled you cool that's the (laughs) brand for that (laughs) oh boy um yeah, the that that was that was at the beginning. Um one thing I do want to talk about because we talk often about um one-offs, well, the thing that I coined the one-offs that become payoffs. Um Wow, and I thought I would know oh. what it was for from huh. the note that I wrote, but I completely forgot. Well. My note says the book just in the beginning is a one-off with a payoff. Is there a time limit? I don't think so. <sighs> I have no clue what that's what? referring to. Help! Wait, what? Help me! It's a book. It's a book. Um, what book? They're in a library. That doesn't help. Yeah. They're in a dead book flesh museum. Holy cow! Well, oh. that was a one-off that had a payoff. What was because it, it was a ju- the book just in the beginning is a one-off, but it has a payoff. Is there a time limit? I don't think so. Is there? Oh, oh no! The time limit thing wasn't for the joke. I completely didn't write what the actual joke was, <laughs> but it's in here. I promise you that there was a joke, um, and it was funny. I don't. I don't and it came back. Not a time okay, commentary. okay. So the the time limit thing was that um, uh, the joke was made, but then like fifteen seconds later, it was made in in a different way. Um, but even though it was like such a short time, I still count it as a one off that became a payoff because. The, like, one-off joke seemed to be just, well, exactly what I'm saying. I'm just, I'm talking in circles. Oh, boy. No, I think I get what you're saying. There was a joke. Yeah. And it was funny. Yes. <laughs> and then it came back, but no. only, like, 15, yeah. 20 seconds later. Oh, okay. I still don't count that as, like, a continuing joke. I still count that as the thing that they do where there's a joke that you think is done. Um, like, uh, Mabel with the glitter, and then she goes to the door and or no with the gems, and then she goes to the door and barfs up the gems. Like that's a payoff yeah. um, from the bedazzling okay. that she did. So it's a similar thing yep. in here. I yep. completely forget what it was. Um, kid unfriendly. The first thing I think that I noticed that was very kid unfriendly was Bill conjuring the screaming head, the head <laughs> that screams all the time uh-huh. from the top of the. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yep. So funny. That was I. That was I fantastic. love Bill. See, Yes, and he has really solid entrances that instantly remind you of his character and establish stakes. Like, first time he comes yeah. in, he just pauses time, steals a deer's teeth, and then gives it back. And apparently he always wants to give presents, too. <laughs> like, he shows up and he's he's a... That's his love language. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, that... he exists in the mind space, right? Mind, yeah. Correct, the mind Which scape. is yep. a different... What is it? Yeah, it's kind of a different um, plane of existence, if that makes that sense. It's kind of like the, the astral plane in Dungeons There you and go, Dragons. astral plane, the Yeah, ether. that's what I thought it would be, because it would be yeah. where spirits rest. Yep, um, but it, it also only exists... I think if, ev- if there was no life, the mindscape would not exist, because the mindscape interacts with and is kind of created by imagination and dreams, kind of like we, how we saw... Um, it dreamscapers where they went into Stan's mind. Yeah. Yep, that was the dreamscape, but it was molded by Stan's uh, life. Stan, and so Bill is able to interact with people, but he can only do so in the mindscape because he's currently not able to get into the physical dimension. 
Okay. So that's why when Dipper falls asleep, that's when he talks to him. Yeah, yeah, I made that connection. We also made that connection last time because every time they were awake, he was a shadow. Correct. Like you can't actually yep. see him. Mm. Yep. Huh. I yeah. do. Um, I don't really have anything to go with that. Yeah, how, how do we feel about uh, Gabe Benson? I hate him. Uh, I think he's a genius. Yeah. I hate him. Why is he a genius? You know why I think he's a genius? Uh, why is he a genius? I'm waiting for this bad joke. I'm because not like as a fellow long hair owner, rollerblading okay. after a shower to dry your hair oh my is your genius. And I have oh rollerblades. Y'all, y'all better be ready. Do you? It's actually a terrible I mean, way to dry your hair because it would get so crazy frizzy yeah. and tangled. And so It'd be so sweaty. bad. And yeah, well, <clears throat> it undoes yeah. your whole shower aesthetic. Also, don't they live on like a dirt road? And don't they live outside of town? Why is he just rollerblading down this dirt road outside of town? Yeah, I was really um, yeah. confused how, how that worked. Remember how because rollerblades and people dirt randomly don't. show up at the mystery shack for no reason? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. what's his name with the clone boys? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Exactly, big man. That's one of my least favorite things in Gravity Falls <laughs> because they live on the outskirts of town where nobody goes. Off of like dirt roads that literally we've seen it once. It is miles into the woods. Yeah. So there is no reason for anyone to ever just roll past their house. See what I did there? Mm. Roll. No, you're Blade. completely right. Ponytails. Oh. Or maybe he's just oh. like pony up. They're un. Maybe he's their neighbor. neighbor. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he was getting new trees for more books because he's a monster. Ah. He's a puppet dude. Wow. What? He works in a library. He also, no, I, I feel um, like he tours. Teaches kids to be in love with literacy. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I that, that, that opening song good. is they're fantastic. in love with literacy, but he's in love with puppets. Mm, you're right. Yeah. So we were we were talking about one thing. Well, does that close the book on Gabe? I think he's a creepy, weird dude. Yeah, I don't. Loves him. Like, he's oh, he's okay at the beginning, and then the thing goes on. And you're like, mm, yep, you're weird. Yeah, no, no. Nope. Yeah, he and then and he just Mabel, to decline Mabel, and solidify, decline and decline. Mabel solidifies it at the end when she's like, wow, guess I dodged a bullet there. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty great. Is he making out with his puppets? Yes. Yes, he is. Yep. Uh, good times. Terrible, terrible so, times. We were talking about things we didn't like. Um, so for you, it was the deal. For me, it was... It's, it's not terrible, but the fact that um, the... Uh, like you've run out of passwords activated, um, like specifically right at that point where there, there didn't seem to be a set, um, like if they had said like 24 hours has passed and you have not successfully logged in beep, 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 beep. I, that would have been okay, but it seemed to be completely without reason or without explanation and simply happened because of the plot. Yeah. If, if it had been something like. 24 hours has passed or like you've tried 1000 passwords. Now we're going to lock you out, <laughs> but it seemed to be just completely random. And so things like that, same, same way that people just randomly showing up at the mystery shack, the fact that it's a plot device, uh, is a little disappointing. Um, and because the rest of the plot is so like just naturally flowing that it's shocking, I guess, to have those sort of, uh, Plot devices. Yeah. It's so avoidable. I don't know if that too. hit you guys as hard. No, I I, yeah, I, completely I really agree. dislike that scene. Because, like, okay. y- yep. you could have just said anything else. It doesn't just have to be random. Also, 
anyone who's ever messed with any type of like decent security computer knows you don't get more than like five tries <laughs> yeah it just yeah. and yep. the thing is he just grabs his computer and he's like oh let me just start guessing like what would make you think you could hack your way into an yeah. fbi mystery yeah that's very much not yep. laptop that's, that's not very, how it works that's very much not dipper to just randomly guess but also anyone with a basic knowledge knows you can bypass passwords like, it's possible. So you could have had a totally different plot instead of him just going, click, 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 click. click, click. I hated that sound, too. You, you know what Maybe I would have so loved? angry <laughs> if, he, if he teamed up with Grunkle Stan again. This time, instead of creating a record out of a CD, he creates, like, a floppy disk, like a bootload override, something like that. Ooh. And, like, pops that sucker in the A drive. That would have been great. That'd I would have liked awesome. that. I would have liked that. I kind of wish he would have just went to McGucket, who we know can make giant robots That's in true. a day. Or... Bill yeah. offers him the the floppy drive in exchange for a puppet. Well, the whole thing Ooh. is, yeah. But Bill, it's the same. That's the same thing as the password. That's, yeah, that's the same exact plot. Yeah, because the issue isn't yeah. how to get in. The issue is him constantly just going click, 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 and nothing happening. Which is just and sometimes he never, he never let him in, did he? Such, no, he crushes the he crushes the laptop. Yeah, that's right. One thing though. Also, why didn't they just take the hard drive out and try to boot off another computer? This has been the worst deal in the history of deals. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of things. It was very... I was okay with him just, like, trying passwords over and over and over. Um, I could see that as being because he is obsessive. That's true. um, And while he does, like, try to outthink things, he doesn't have anything to base his guesses on. So he's ready to just go through the entire dictionary. Which I think oh is very dipper. I also think um, it's the most boring B plot ever, though. Yeah. Like A it, plot? A plot, maybe? It's just the most boring plot. You would just watch him put in the wrong password for 15 minutes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah. and then well, it gets him sleep deprived, and then Bill. Yep. There's a lot more put so, into real the quick, Mabel as, plot. As long as we're here, uh, uh-huh. the different passwords he put in oh, were boy. password. Journal 3, Overlord, Thrilled, Crochet, which is seven letters, not eight, Spooking, Craniums, Reawaken, Vocalize, McGucket, Volcanic, Vomiting, Humorous, ZLGGOH, which is a Caesar cipher for Whittle, uh, a Caesar cipher for Shifter, a Caesar cipher for Whatevs, a Caesar cipher for Beardo, and then Mabel is Useless. What? <laughs> oh man! Yeah, at the end where he gets upset. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, he, yeah. Um, is is Overlord a, a reference to um D Day? Or or is um, there something else? Because hmm. that was Operation Overlord, right? Huh. Maybe something else. I don't know. Interesting. One one thing. Bill does know the password. You don't know it from this episode, and he could just be lying, but hmm. he actually knows it, which makes things more interesting. Um, he's he's an interesting character because he doesn't quite fit the, um, I guess, deal with the devil sort of thing. Because, honestly, I'm not sure if he would keep his end of the bargain or if he's tied to that by anything. Um, he seems to be kind of just chaos. Um, so I don't know whether he would, but in this case, he did actually know the password i mean but then yeah i guess he didn't even give it to him yeah also, he did open the computer i don't really not the way get he why he needs to have a willing participant 
to inhabit somebody. I didn't understand. If he's this, like, super powerful demon creature. Yeah. Like, was Because it... he can only exist in the mindscape. The only way yeah, to yeah, no, no, I get the that. I get that. I get to that. the mortal realm is to make a deal. Why? That's just the law. <laughs> that, that's not an answer. It's the mind law. The time it's, baby made it. It's just, like, it's weird. Because, like, if he's such a powerful creature, then he's actually useless outside of the mindscape. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's completely right. Yeah. I don't know. It was just, uh, it just felt weird. It no, felt it, like. It is, it is definitely it weird. Felt and like, when you see. Di- how do we get him back in this episode? Oh, we have him make him deal with temper for his body. Why? Because. So it's. Yeah. Uh, well, we do. The, the thing that kind of throws it off for me is Dipper so easily possesses a puppet. Um, yeah. And maybe. Yeah, he just jumped again, into I it. I think they should have had an explanation if they had explained, like, he's recently been kicked out of his body, so it's easier for him to interact with this plane. But it's a little um, weird that, like, why wouldn't Bill just, like, start throwing objects at people and making well, them do what he wants? We know that ghosts can just very easily inhabit objects in Gravity Falls. Yeah. We've seen it before. Yep. Okay. Yep, in the uh the inconveniencing yeah. where the, but the couple's also, just throwing stuff all around them. Yeah, ghosts who are like haunting. Mm. So like yeah. I don't know, he's just kind of spirit boy hanging out. Yeah. Um so but Bill continually says he's in the mindscape, which maybe yeah. it, he's just wrong. But I, no, I think you're completely correct that he's actually just a ghost. He's not just in the mindscape. Because maybe Bill doesn't understand how like human spirits work. Well, I think I he don't would. really know. He has huh. knowledge of everything. Yeah, there's a lot of questions. Speaking of that, one thing we didn't um, catch in uh, Gideon Rising um, rises rises is when he says, "I know lots of things," and flashes a ton of yeah images. Yep. Some of those images were of Gideon failing, of the destroyed robot. Oh, really? Um, like crashed. Yeah. So, and in this, he says, like, that was just a job, um, and it was nothing personal. Huh. So, yeah. did he, I guess, knew that that was all going to fail. It's really interesting. Um, there's there's a lot of unanswered questions. Some of them are like, ooh, cool, and other ones are like, eh, meh. I don't like that. Um, a lot of them are brought up in this episode. So... Maybe it maybe it is. Uh, I may be bumped down to a B plus now that we're talking about it. But one thing I do really like is that this kind of shirks the traditional Gravity Falls um, setup, if that makes sense, um, or their their kind of tropes. The way thing they they'll run an episode that's like classic Gravity Falls, uh-huh. specifically like revealing what's going to happen. That's not done at all. This is oh, 100% true. story just moving forward. Uh, Seuss isn't like, well, at least Dipper isn't possessed <laughs> or anything like that two minutes in. It's yeah. very yeah. like this happens and this happens and this happens. And they do it really well. In some other episodes where they've shirked the traditional Gravity Falls progression, the episodes have just fallen apart. But in this one, they do a really good job of keeping it good. Like this is this is a good episode. Yeah. Which was great. One one thing that I think adds to it is the kind of lived-in feel of the world, um, specifically the fact that the entire main Mystery Shack uh, cast is shown. 
but they're not necessarily primary members of the plot. They're just there. They're the, yeah, like yeah. yeah, I like it. So Stan, like they're doing their thing, and Stan just kind of walks in, which makes you feel like, oh yeah, this is their living room. Yeah, I forgot about that. And then they're like at breakfast, and Stan's just like, I'm still ignoring this. <laughs> and you see Seuss and Wendy just helping out Mabel, and they don't necessarily like have any advice to give. They're non-essential characters, but they really fill out the feel of the world, which is yeah. really cool. I actually um, really like that Grunkle Stan didn't just come in and get involved. Yes. Yeah, he He's was his own character a background with his character, own things but, to do. But we didn't have a C plot with him. Uh-huh. Yeah. We didn't have like uh he's doing his own thing he while this is all going on or like cut like, away to him day. anything like that. He didn't disrupt it at all. Yeah, which is again something that we've seen in the past where a character will walk in and be like, "Well, I remember how this reminds me of the time when I fought a woodchuck." And then you'll go to that for like 3 minutes and it'll be a kind of <laughs> funny bit, but it'll like take you away from the main plot this is very much a single a little bit branching and then coming back together plot um that's all very connected and very just progressing from one thing to the next the only hiccup in that again is the uh like you have tried too many passwords sort of thing yeah and i guess the logistics of how body possession works exactly yeah but yeah that's not something that necessarily needs to be explained in a so it's it's sort of a give and take um let's talk about where it does the plot all does come back together and that is at the gloriousness of mabel's musical puppet show yes and how yep. utterly fantastic so many things in there are um goodness uh candy uh trevor pointed out candy is dressed up like david bowie mm-hmm. and and yes. she's playing the yep. bleep bleeble blop the bleep bleeble bloop, bloop, bloop piano <laughs> um uh, uh, just the whole the whole thing is so great i'm the mayor and i give you an award the that that sock yes. puppet like oh my goodness it's fantastic <laughs> um if we jump like kind of out of the show but still in the theater uh, one thing I did notice is uh, Blipper or Bipper looks like a vampire in his whole getup when get when up. when Bill is in, is possessing Dipper, uh, even though Dipper's supposed to be like a reverend that that's marrying them. It looks like a vampire, yeah, like straight up, which is mm. an interesting, um, I think, an interesting addition to the trope because it's not necessarily vampiric but when you talk about like body possession and especially influence over people um like the vamp vampire stories have some overlap with um the idea of of being possessed of being influenced by something Mm. um so i i don't really have a good reason that i could think of for them to make uh bipper look like a vampire in that end scene um besides maybe just making him scary um but but I think adding in that feeling of a vampire has tie-ins traditionally with with stories about possession. Um, so yeah, I think it's I definitely think it's interesting, and I, I enjoyed yeah, that a, a lot. That's a good connection to make. And I'm of, gonna go to war now. Was one of the best. Oh, oh <laughs> what sort of Lovecraftian monster <laughs> yep, does yep, fighting? Yep. Incredible. Like it, it, yeah, it was that six seconds was yeah. so clean. 
Yeah. That was and then he, that was a laugh out loud moment. Easy. Easy. He, he comes back from more paralyzed and in a wheelchair. Yes. I hadn't noticed that before. Yes, he yes. does. <laughs> what? So what? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um uh at the end. Um you know what? Let let's go favorite jokes because that's kind of all I've got left. I've got one more thing to talk okay, about. Okay, good, good, good. Um good, 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 I have good, 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 good. harped on Harkened to uh, Hark the Herald Angel. He's saying hockey harked. stick. I've talked about a whole bunch um yeah. in in the past about Mabel or Dipper sacrificing things for Mabel. Yes. And that's actually brought up in this. Yes, it is. Um, yeah. n- number one, um, again, Dipper sacrifices something for Mabel and he kind of laughs it off, um, but she promised and then broke her promise and then promised again and then broke her promise again. And from from his perspective, I don't think it's a big deal because they do actually have like a bunch of time to unlock this thing probably. Um, so it's not the biggest thing in the world, but it continues to happen. And they actually reference it, um, which is cool. And what I am very glad about is that after this episode, Mabel learns her lesson and never takes advantage of her brother or emotionally manipulates him ever again. Because she realizes how much he loves him and how much he has sacrificed for her. Um, that was sarcasm. This is NPR, your sarcasm broadcast for this week, brought to you by Joseph White of the Gravity Falls podcast, Tad Strange. We are and moving Jesus. on now to world events. Uh, in Slokavia, the resistance has met with smoke grenades. That is all. The hour is ten fifteen. Bing So that scene where she's fighting Bill over yeah. the book, and he's like, "You would yeah. sacrifice like I like that." Scene. Who would sacrifice everything they've worked for just for their dumb sibling? Yeah, but it reminds me of another scene. Okay, it reminds me of Time Traveler's Pig. Yeah. Because Dipper does every equation throughout the entirety of who knows how long yep. to make it so that he can impress Wendy so he can spend a day with her, but then Mabel loses mm. waddles. And he undoes everything yeah. so that Mabel can have what she wants over Dipper having what he wants. So it reminds me yep. of that scene because Mabel's looking at the entirety of this play from above. Like, this is everything I wanted. Yeah. It's almost here. It's almost done. And she makes the same choice that Dipper made. And it's a yeah. cool little harken back to, even though a lot of these That's are super cool. I, I like these like little developments, but a lot of them are just like, oh, well, nobody learned anything. Never mind. But there's yeah. like these little ones. Like if, if this was a full movie, you know what I mean? Um, And those were two different scenes in the movie. This would be a flashback to that scene. Like she would remember that yeah. happened. You know what yep. I mean? She'd be like, I would do what he did for me. And she yeah. does. Which is great. So that was yep. a feel-good moment, and it was nice. The, I guess the, yes, it's definitely, <laughs> I think it's definitely a really cool parallel. Um, the thing that stinks, I guess, is that for Dipper, the consequences were real, and things turned out less than 
good. In this case, it turns out that, like, Maple dodged a bullet, and it was actually positive for her. Simultaneously, um, I would I would say that in uh, the Time Traveler's Pig, the stakes, I guess, on both sides were somewhat equal. It was, uh-huh. like, relationship with Waddle's relationship with Wendy. Um, maybe a little bit weighted towards Mabel, um, just because... Because the waddles. pig would go to Pacifica, and because it's Waddles, so a little bit weighted in Mabel's favor. In this one, this is so Dipper possesses the puppet and comes and talks to Mabel, and is like, "Please help me! It's my only chance to get back in my body." And what does Mabel say? But my cue's coming up any minute. <laughs> like you couldn't be more. He has. He's lost his body. <sighs> And you you just want to put on a puppet show to impress a guy that's yeah. important to you, but... It goes back to the same theme of Time Traveler's Pig, though. They are both obsessive-compulsive, but they manifest yeah. it in different ways. Like, she, she is obsessive-compulsive to the point where this is all that's on her mind, to the point where if a floating sock puppet came and talked to her, she would disregard it. It, mm. it doesn't dawn on her the severity of what's happening until she's on that like high rise with yeah with Bill. You know what I mean? Yeah. With Vampire Bipper. Yeah. It also yep. doesn't dawn on her how bad going back in time is constantly until she sees Pacifica taking Waddles away. Yeah. It, it's that's the fair. moment she does not understand. Mabel, and I think we say this a lot, does not understand the severity of consequences and the severity of what is going on and what will happen. She's very much, let's just go with the flow and we'll fix it afterwards. Mm. She doesn't understand what's going on in the moment until it's too late to notice what's going on until you're at that crucial moment. When with Dipper, he sees it every step of the way up and then just gives up afterwards. So, huh? Yeah, no, that's, I think that's a really good breakdown. I do. Really love the moment, and it gives me chills, which yeah. is why uh, maybe this does say it, stay in A minus. It is just the moment where Bill says, "Yeah, who would sacrifice everything they've worked for just for their dumb sibling?" And Dipper would. It's like, hey, wait, uh-huh. what? Just if pulls them in, everything goes crazy. If there were so far through the however many episodes we've watched, what 24, 23 episodes, something like that. Twenty four. Twenty four total. There are four scenes that I've been like, oh. Like, it's hit me. Uh, One Mm -hmm. is the Time Traveler's Pig, that scene, where she's just smashing her head against the totem pole. Um, The second one is when the world pushes you, you have to bury to fight back. Mm. The third one is when Dipper runs out of the woods and jumps through the glass to fight. Yes. And then the fourth one is this one. Like, all four of those scenes have stuck with me through the entirety of the series more than anything else. Hmm. Hmm. But this one's, it's up there. It's its as good as Dipper running out of the woods. Like, it is that good. It, yeah. It's as good as Dipper floating up to fight Bill in, uh, oh, that's, that's right. Yeah. yeah. But that also goes with, yeah, that goes with when the world pushes you, you gotta be ready to push back. Yeah, I think that is my number one. Let me get that tattooed on my forehead. Mm, maybe somewhere else. Like your neck. My neck head. Right here. <laughs> your neck head. Perfect. Yeah. That's where your Adam's apple is. That'll that'll be not painful at all to tattoo over. Yeah. I believe it's now time to progress into everyone's moderately favorite segment. 
moderately favorite jokes. Moderately favorite jokes. I, Actually, I really like this idea. Can we talk about our like most middling middling favorite uh, jokes? My okay. favorite, okay, my moderately favorite joke is "I'll race you downstairs," and then falls down the <laughs> stairs. That's a good one. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Ooh, my, I think my moderately oh favorite is they'll be crying from laughing from how tragic it is. Uh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I it think, was it was okay. I think I'll put a moderately, a moderately favorite joke as bag check for Dipper's eyes. Hey, hey, I like that hey, one. I like that uh, one a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I was really disappointed that Maple didn't laugh. I feel like she should have given Stan a high five. Ooh, uh, she must have been distracted or something because. I feel like that's a very um, Mabel joke, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I wanted her to be Yeah, excited. actually saying that and not in my notes saying, like, typing in who said that. I thought Mabel said that, but you're right. Grunkle Stan oh, says that. Yeah, Grunkle Stan says it. And then he's like, anyone? Yeah. And no one right. laughs. It's and right. I got sad because mm. I liked the joke and no one else did. Oh, man. <laughs> Can we? I have a favorite joke that references a past episode. Oh, dang. So uh, Mabel and Bipper are fighting the thing has fallen down and grunkle stan i think takes out a video camera to 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 tape it <laughs> yes. and says yes um yes uh i can sell children, children fighting. fighting i can sell this and so it's a baby fights reference yeah, yep. Yep. <laughs> so baby fights <laughs> fight 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 my favorite joke is actually a scene and oh. it's as the puppet palace is falling down and oh, the screen God, yes. goes gray and there's rockets mm-hmm. going off, puppets flying, and Ave Maria playing. Yes. That's my favorite scene. So <laughs> I just sat there like, this is so great. It sort of reminded me of the end of Kingsman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I when everyone's that. head darks. Oh, spoiler. Oh, for yeah. a movie that came out 10 years wee, ago. Joe, do you have one? Oh, sorry. I was waiting for you to say the spoiler, but I guess you did, and Discord just cut out. No, I, I almost said it. Pat refuses oh. to spoil a movie that everyone okay. saw when they were nineteen. <laughs> okay. Um, I think the puppet scene's really good. I think just Gabe's face is fantastic throughout it, where his eyes are just wide and he's just on the verge of tears. Oh, when it's um, like really good. I have I have two jokes, both of which are incredibly dumb, and oh, I love no. them. Um, I think my second favorite is. You drive a biscotti? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) And then my favorite is uh, where Bill goes up to Grenda and says, hey, where's the uh, where's the journal? Yeah. And she's like, oh, it's up there. You'll you'll get it. It'll come down when the scene goes off. Hold your horses. And Bill says, oh, I'll hold my horses. I'll hold them. (laughs) As he just like quietly steps back into the darkness. It's the. Probably one of the dumbest lines in the entire thing, <laughs> but that I think that made me go just like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! And, also, though, oh, sorry, oh. I know I'm breaking the rules, oh, but man. um, just candies like Korean um oh. uh, monologues oh, of so like good. I must steal him away from Mabel, and then like Candy still loves you as he it's it's just. It's fantastic. Oh man, is that is that breaking um kind of the whole uh Oh uh, lived lived in lived thing? in no, just lived in oh. feel of everything. Because we talked about how there's mm. just kind of these plots and all these side characters, they don't have actual plots, but Candy definitely has a oh plot. Oh my here. gosh. Candy has a plot She's all stealing the time. It. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, in the finale, Candy and Gabe are standing together. That's not 
true. I mean, <laughs> wow, spoilers. That might be true. Yeah, <laughs> either way, I kind of backed myself into a spoiler corner there. Oh, boy. I thought that was going to rhyme, but then it didn't. I'm disappointed in myself and my grasp of the English language. But you don't have to be disappointed because this week is sponsored by Odd City. You'll you'll go there to visit things and you'll be like, Odd City. That's great. I meant to say Audible, but we're not sponsored by them. And I said the wrong thing. <laughs> so now we, we're definitely not going to be sponsored keep by this them. this up, they're never going to sponsor us. And they sponsor everyone. That's true. Oh, uh, we might. Okay, if, if that doesn't work, we could try NPR. for Skillshare. Because they sponsor everyone. I feel like NPR is like a non But are they allowed to sponsor NPR? Yeah. I don't think we can take sponsorships now that we're full-time NPRs. I don't think anyone sponsors NPR. Oh, yes. We'll apologize for that statement. We have to redact what was stated in a previous report about the potential of support coming from organizations uh, that are corporate or business-like as NPR is sponsored fully by you, the listeners, and by, I don't know, the government? I think Does so. the government put money into NPR? I feel like the government gives them all those tiny desks. Here is some tiny desks. Have fun, NPRs. Also, if you've ever watched Tiny Desk, you know it's not really that small of a desk. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty, a pretty, it's pretty big good desk. Set. Like, it's not a presidential desk. Yeah, but, but it's, it's like an L shape, and it has like all these bookshelves and stuff. Yeah. So. I believe that brings us to the conclusion of our episode. And Unless now, the weather. Oh, wrong podcast. No, no that doesn't. <laughs> Oh, that dang it. Work. No. <laughs> you can't steal those things. <laughs> I'm sorry, Night Vale. I miss you. I love you. Call me back. <laughs> I've been Joe, your game master and your pasta boy. Oh, wrong. Why are you referencing that? Ow. <laughs> I've been. I don't listen the to anything. The Gilmore's are going to come for us. Reference. Let's what send it even to the money zone. No, stop. <laughs> These are trademarks. They're going to kill stop us. Stop it. I'm, I'm Matt and I, please don't hurt me. God. I'm sorry, podcasting kings. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I hope. They're going to kill us. It's going to be over. Why did we do that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> this is your guy. You guys both I'm did that. Sorry. I made a knife. I'm sorry. sorry. Joe just started throwing out copy marks. Sorry. I made it worse. Copy mark? Trademark? <laughs> Isn't that like an editing technique? Now we're gonna copy mark something. We should start next week with an FDR redacted series.